All right, here we go. My name's Jeff Kay, and you're listening to episode 300 of the world-famous West Virginia Surf Report podcast. We're back broadcasting once again from deep, deep, <laughs> underneath a nondescript home in suburban Pennsylvania. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for streaming all oh, that jazz. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter to me how you go about listening, just as long as you listen. That's the important part, right? I don't, I'm not too concerned about the delivery method. I just appreciate you going to whatever effort you have to go to to listen to these episodes. This is a big one, 300, number 300. So producer Zip said, why don't you do something special with this one? Instead of just doing the normal episode, just why don't you bring on some guests? And, yeah, I don't know about that. It's not really, you know, I have my comfort zone, and my comfort zone, of course, is to sit down here in the bunker with my eyes closed and monologue about my le- latest trip to Sheets, or perhaps Target. You know, bitch, and, you know air my grievances, you know, the stuff that's bugging me, that's where I like to live. <laughs> he goes, no, 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 no. You should try something different, you know, try do something different for this episode to commemorate the 300th episode. And I'm like, okay, I guess, I guess I was persuaded or, I mean, I don't want to go so far as to say bullied. I mean, that's, that's open to interpretation, but um, I, I agreed. So I invited my, my good friend, Eugene B. Sims, host of the Wheeler's Dog podcast and a former co-worker at the late, great Peaches Records and Tapes in Greensboro. And um, he, 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 he agreed to come on. And also Zip and uh, producer Zip, host co-host of No Redeeming Qualities podcast. So the three of us jumped on a, on a Zoom call today and we... You know, powered through some various subjects, and I think it was pretty funny. went pretty well, I think. We recorded a lot of material. We were on there for a long time, which is a pretty good sign that we're having a good time. So it'll be interesting to see how Zip uh, kind of, you know, edits this thing down. Because there's enough, there's enough material for about, like, three episodes. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But um, so without any further delay, I'm just going to, like... Jump right into it. So this is me, Eugene, and Zip today on a Zoom call, just just bullshitting. Basically, that's what it is. It's just the three of us just bullshitting. It's kind of funny. I think you'll enjoy it. So here it is. Hello, world. Have we already started, Jeff? No, (laughs) we haven't started yet. I mean, we can if you want to. Okay, I think you should just start start now. Yeah, Yeah, I think it just sometimes. If you if you wait for the perfect moment to start, you're just gonna keep waiting. Okay. Did All I right, tell yeah. you I did CPR on a sax man last week? A what? On a sax man. There's a guy who plays a saxophone in the grocery store parking lot near my house, and I was in line at Taco Bell, and he had a seizure in front of me, and then he quit breathing, and I did like chest compressions on him, and he came back, and uh, I drove by today. He was out there playing again. I'm like, dude, you gotta like. <laughs> 
yes, he was. Yes, I was like, dude, I didn't even know if he was because they took him away in an ambulance. And I was like, I didn't even know he was fucking alive or not. And he's out there. I'm like, you got to take a break from this, like, blowing intensive activity. Let me ask you a question. Maybe he doesn't have health care. I didn't put mouth to mouth on him. No, I wanted to ask, did you do mouth to mouth through the horn? Through the (laughs) horn itself. That's I, <laughs> I it, like it, it was imagining the last dag breaths through a saxophone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, but he, <laughs> no, I yeah, I was in line at Taco Bell, and so I just left my car in the drive-through and ran because I thought the guy had a. I didn't know what was happening, you know. And uh, I'm doing the chest compressions, and this other woman runs up, and she hops in and. And so we take turns doing it, and he comes back. Well, as I leave, I I realized I was like, "Was she going? Ah, 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 staying alive?" I was. I tried. I tried. And and they tell you, whenever you do a CPR class, you're always going to do it too fast, and you do. Like it's you. It's so hard to do it as slow as they tell you to do it. But I realized as I was leaving, oh, I didn't get my tacos, you know, because the whole Uh, thing was a huge ordeal. There was cops there and all kinds of shit. And so I went in and got the big bag of Taco Bell. And as I was walking out, my car had been, they moved my car for me and it was next to the other woman. And she was in between her car and my car, like, like bawling her eyes out and crying. And I had to be like, Hey, and I, can you get out of the way? I've got my bag of tacos. And I was looking to go home. (laughs) I was like, what's like, like, oh, you're still, oh, you're still on that, you know, like, you know. Man. But no, I was, I'll be honest, I, I'll be honest, I was a little peeved seeing about their playing again. I was like, you need to be resting. This is, yeah, really. like. <laughs> so, when you're in Sorry. line, when you're in line at the Taco Bell, and you hear him play on Baker Street or whatever, whatever they play, saxophone, and then he goes into like a freeform jazz, like off That's on when you know, cops, yeah, like some kind of Coltrane thing, <laughs> something's wrong. That's when you know he's having a seizure. Yeah, he. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to go in there and blow through the through the horn. All right, I've got uh, on the show today. I have two guests, which is rare for me. I don't do this often, but I have uh, a producer Zip, co-host of the No Redeeming Quality pod, not No Redeeming Qualities podcast. Welcome, thank you for doing this, Zip. Thank you. Thanks for forcing me into this. Pushing me into it's this. 300 episodes, you so know, like that's, that's, that's not, you know, <laughs> especially at for your at your age podcasting. This is like 900 episodes. This age. is like, yeah, for okay. picking up the hobby at, at an advanced age. I think 300 <laughs> episodes of podcasting for anybody is an accomplishment, especially. I agree. I agree with that. And um, your 300, we'll get into that, but your 300 yeah. is going to be your last one, right? 250, actually. Yep, yep, yep. Oh. 250. Yeah, it's coming up. Okay. All right. And also, uh, my old friend from Peaches Records and Tapes, the late, great Peaches Records and Tapes, mm-hmm. Eugene B. Sims, <laughs> host of the Wheeler's Dog podcast. Welcome, Eugene. Thank you. It's great being here. I'm sorry I've held things up for about 45 minutes now. I apologize. <laughs> uh, I was exercising my old man trying to figure out my first Zoom call. So, 
Well, we yeah. actually have tons of content from uh, <laughs> from just me and Jeff talking while you were doing that. So I don't know. Maybe I'll I'll find some way to like make a Patreon episode of just that for after sure. this. That'll be three hundred one. You could take the weekend off. <laughs> I didn't realize but this for- was three hundred. This is quite an honor to be on three hundred. Yeah, that's why. Because he was like, "Well, should we do?" I was like, "Yeah, we should do something." And I was like, "Well, I've just been on the show before." I was like, "Let's have you know." I wanted I wanted Ian on as well, but with him being in Scotland. That's uh, and also I don't know. I had zero idea what level of interest he would have in even doing that. True. Well, he'd have to come with zip, uh, not zip title, but uh, subtitles for me. <laughs> Sometimes I have problems understanding what he's saying on his calls, and I have yeah. to listen to it a couple of times. Oh. No offense. I mean, no offense. No, he's. A, he's I just actually, he he is difficult to understand, but he's one of the more easily understood scotsman oh my god is he there's a guy there do you ever did there was a show called catastrophe you ever heard of this it was on yes. hbo there was a scottish person on there a, a character i couldn't understand a single word he said through the entire series seriously i couldn't it's like is he speaking english i don't know they're the they're the it's not really the scottish people but it's the british people have with the World Cup going on, they get like super indignant about not calling it football. So I wonder if <laughs> Ian is one of the. Oh, I'm sorry, he's not. He's Scottish, not British. Well, it's isn't aren't Scots British, but not all British people are Scottish or something like that. Uh, I might have just offended him so bad that he would he kill me if we were in person. Yeah, right. I mean, well, in college, I once mistakenly called an Irish person a British person, not trying to insult him, and it almost started an actual fist fight. And I was like, "Dog, you are all white people that talk the same way." I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think it depends on their mood. Yeah. Well, he was Irish, so it was always bad, you know. So uh, anyway, we just got past this Thanksgiving deal, and um, I'll tell you a little story about this uh, broccoli rice casserole that I. Uh, Wanted to recreate that my mother always made throughout the years. For some reason, I got it in my head. I wanted to to uh, try it out to try to recreate it here in the in my kitchen, you know. So I called her and she said, "I said, can you send me the recipe?" And she said, "How would I do that through the mail?" I said, "Well, can you take a picture?" Of, I said, "Do you have it on a card or something?" She said, "Yeah." And I said, "Can you take a picture?" I said, can you t- She's going to send you a telegram through Western Union. I said, can you take a picture of it with your phone and send it to me? And she said, oh, we'll try (laughs) to figure that out. I don't know. They're down. So they're down in Florida in the old folks community down there. So I think they got some kind of Manhattan project together. And they all got together and tried to figure out how to send a picture to me. (laughs) So that. So then she, a little while later, she called me and she goes, did you get it? I said, no, I didn't get anything. She goes, oh, all right, we'll try it. So she, she got off the phone, finally got the thing. And uh, we went out and bought all the, all the ingredients, which there's a lot of ingredients. And it was uh, Thanksgiving and I was going to, I was, I was all prepped to, to, to do this cooking of this casserole. And there was one item that we forgot to purchase and all the stores were closed. So I had to scrap it. But then yesterday, I would you I forget did, to buy uh, broccoli, cream, <laughs> cream of uh, chicken soup, mm. chicken, cream of chicken. 
So then yesterday, I, I we went out, I, I did it yesterday. It took hours. I mean, there was so much work. And I, 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 Gordon Ramsay, when he does those uh, beef wellingtons, <laughs> I don't think there's as much work involved in that as this thing. Turned out fantastic, though, I have to say. So I'm imagining you with a little chef's hat in a completely just, you just bucked your kitchen, just completely destroyed yeah. it. I was drinking heavily during the whole thing, also bitching a lot, you know. But um, I got it done. It was good. So I'm pretty proud of that. I actually had a recipe that I got out of from my mom's old stuff. And one of the ingredients, it just said, add the leaves. But there was no ingredient prior mm-hmm. to that. It, it Yeah, there was nothing prior to that that was like the leaves. And so the only thing I could think of was like, bay leaves but that was it did not match it was like a quiche you know so it was like it did not go with that i ended up actually taking a picture of it and sending it to like a friend of mine who went to culinary school like here's the recipe like what was she talking about and he was like we can't we have no idea so it's like it's this mystery (laughs) where it's like i don't know what leaves she was adding into this quiche but huh so what is your what is your what is your least favorite thanksgiving dish Jeff, i don't like cran- I, I don't like cranberry sauce at all i don't like that i don't like uh sweet potato casserole or any of that i don't like green green what's that green bean casserole with the mm-hmm. little little onion things on top oh that, okay i don't like that either well gr- cranberry what is it sauce or jam i think they call it sauce but i don't it's, it comes it's, out of the it's, can and it's like shaped like it's inversive. Can. It's it's an right. inverse. The more work you put into cranberry sauce, the shittier it tastes. It it gets if it if it's gotta come on the plate still in the shape of the can for it to taste right. good. Considered a gel. <laughs> it's a right. gel. Yeah. <laughs> Not even a jelly. Like that's disgusting. Yeah, it I think it's because a jelly can't sustain its own <laughs> shape. But a so gel can. Your, what about you guys? What's your least okay. favorite? Well, olives. But that's just a thing in my family. They eat olives at every fucking meal. So I forget that's not a, like really a Thanksgiving thing. Um, Hold on, I, I need I need clarification. I'm sorry. Uh, olive, olives. Why? Why is olives? My so my my mom's thing? side of the. Fi- I don't like them very much, but. My family will just at every Easter, Christmas, Thanksgiving, hey, it's somebody's birthday. They have whole bowls of just entire olives and they just eat them whole. Like they just everybody in the family is infatuated with olives except for me. No. Well, I guess you know, yeah. maybe you should take salt pills. Uh, I like them. I like I like them on a pizza, but then again, you know, you could blend pretty much anything onto a pizza, and I'm not going to mind. But when it comes to the actual Thanksgiving thing, I actually I think I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a wild card here. The turkey itself, I think the turkey itself is probably my least favorite part of. Well, I've noticed here dinner. recently with some of the morning shows, some some uh, broadcast friends of mine, they're talking like trying to to get turkey off the menu for Thanksgiving. I, I don't what? like it. I don't know if it's just some sort of rib they're pulling or or what the deal is, but they're adamantly become against turkey. Uh, well, personally, I like the turkey and the mashed potatoes, and that's it. I'm like Jeff K. 
I don't like that green bean casserole shit. No, I mean, no vegetables. Like just <laughs> yeah. If you're gonna have vegetables, maybe broccoli. Yeah. Uh, My mom green beans. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. What do you think about olives, Eugene? Oh, I could eat the hell out of olives. <laughs> uh, green olives. I'm not much into the black olives. You know, with speaking of Cracker Barrel, I know you love Cracker Barrel, Jeff. Did I, did I ever tell you about my stepdad was so anti-Cracker Barrel that we were at a family uh, reunion and like went somewhere. And then afterwards, everybody's like, let's eat a Cracker Barrel. I agree with my stepdad. I don't particularly care much what? for it. What no, I, I'm sorry. I just think it's what like going on? it's kind of bland. I'm sorry. But anyway, my stepdad sat out in the car and just didn't eat lunch. And we were like sitting all out around the car, like, come on, get out of the damn car. Like, are you like, like, we know you're hungry. You just like, you have, you know, and he just, he was a man of principles. Yeah. What what was his beef? Really? I don't even know. He never even said like, he never even would tell us. I, I, I genuinely am baffled because it's also like not, it's it's not the spiciest of food, so I don't believe it's like a dietary thing. It seemed like he had <laughs> some kind of, and he ate at restaurants, so it wasn't like an anti-restaurant thing. It seemed as if he had some kind of past trauma involving Cracker Barrel that he just that was too emotional for him to even address. That he had to sit out; he couldn't even pretend to to walk around the gift shop area and. <laughs> play the play the little triangle game. I don't uh, know. Maybe a crate of uh, zagnets zagnets fell on him or something. <laughs> That's maybe was, I always was, you know he, maybe he, four footers. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen in the late, but I have seen it. They have like the tools and stuff hanging up there. There's some oh, of them yeah. are just a straight up axe, and I'm like that. You like with the blade pointed down. I'm like that will be the day that one half of the the cord breaks and it just swings axe down right to the side of my head. But uh, slice of anyway, somebody's we, arm. Yeah. No, Cracker Barrel uh, is very underwhelming. I mean, it's like it made my grandma happy, so we went there. But oh. uh, yeah, I like. So you don't like turkey. You don't like. Uh, Cracker Barrel. You yeah. Like it, <laughs> well, since I, the barrel got rid of chicken livers, I don't go anymore. They're no they just don't sell them? How do they, they how do they, 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 what did they sell them? Fried? Yeah, they were fried. My, my wife and I would go up there all the time and eat them. And now, nothing. So, eh, they're off my list. Kids you like chicken days. livers? They don't want to eat liver. Yeah. Huh. Eating a liver is like eating a Brita filter, like the filter of a Brita filter. Like it's the point of the liver is to. And I eat some nasty stuff too. I'm I'm not judging, but that's always what I can't get out of my head is that the whole point of this liver is to process horseshit out of you know the, your body, and then you're going to eat it. Well, I got to tell you something, Jeff K. This is this is going back to Peach's days. Jeff K has like really zapped some zingers in on me before. Like when he found out I like chicken livers, I think he and I used to go to this place, uh, Po Folks. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You get iced tea. Fond and, uh, memory. Yeah, and so I would get chicken livers, fried chicken livers, and and he was like, he's like, you know, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you found the end of a spark plug in one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> I use that joke to this day. <laughs> well, 
Well, I've made fun of some of Jeff K, like Jeff K's fascination with the um, hot baloney. Yeah. Which I oh, actually went yeah. and got one. I actually went and tried one because of you. It was good. I'm not going to, I mean, I'm not going to. Where did you get like, this? In in Texas, where I live. So okay. it was not an authentic West Virginia hot bologna sandwich. <laughs> but uh, it was indeed a bologna sandwich. Good. Thick, thick cut. Yeah, bologna. it was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've also just bought bologna at the store and eaten it, you know, because yeah. I don't have any self-respect, any dignity. <laughs> None. I but forgot you're not about, talking oh, about fried, are you? Fried bologna? What do you what do you mean exactly by hot bologna? It's a thick slice of uh, bologna. It's thicker than you know anything it's, you've ever it's, seen. Yeah, it's very thick. It's like it's like a <laughs> hamburger patty. <laughs> and you just like well, you could heat it up in a barbecue sauce, but mm-hmm. people have their own recipes and sometimes they're actually like real spicy. And the one I had was just between two pieces of toasted bread with the the sauce and the the meat. There wasn't really too much more. There might have been like a mustard on it or something, but yeah, I mean it was good. But that, that so like what else is the what's what is the West Virginia cuisine like? If I was going to go and get a taste of the West Virginia appetite, is it a possum? Oh, here we go. <laughs> I know. I love. I he I, he gets so go. he gets Maybe so mad about one. it. Yeah. Eugene has some West Virginia roots too. Yeah, yeah, I'm from that state. I knew a guy when I was in the reserves. I went to training with a guy from West Virginia, and he talked like the most stereotypical West Virginian. He had a pet turkey, and uh, <laughs> his dad was a coal miner. And I was like, "Yeah, you are the uh, you are the stereotype." I used to, I would tell him that his. <laughs> I would refer to his hometown as a village and say that they would scream at airplanes when they flew over. (laughs) (laughs) Was that you or Ian that was talking about you got drunk and yelled at a bunch of birds flying over your house because they weren't? No, their V was that was. (laughs) I still laugh uh, about that anytime I see the birds flying and their their V is not even. (laughs) They're asymmetrical. I don't like that. Yeah, who decides to be? Is it just whatever bird is like? We're leaving. And he's like first, or is there always a designated point bird? Uh, yeah, I think that that guy needs to tighten it up. The guy in front, <laughs> because one side's always longer than the other. It bugs me. But I do like to hear the ducks. <laughs> what are they? Geese? What are they? You, usually, those are those are geese. Probably. I do like to hear those things because it it usually it signals the end of summer. You hear them going over the house. Ah, 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 ah. It's a good sound. Yeah, you, yeah, you live in a place with like a shitty winter. So Yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah, but you hate summer. You hate heat. I don't like I don't like summer either. I like the, yeah. I like spring and fall. <laughs> we don't have central air up here. Nobody has central air. This is the first time in my life I've ever not had central air. Yeah. So, and uh, honestly, it's not too bad. Not at bad at all actually. Oh yeah, Eugene. I just moved up to the uh, Seattle area from the Houston area, so it's culturally a big change. People are way nicer up here. Is it as wet as people? Oh, it's it's very wet. Yes. <laughs> no, I'd I'd probably love it. In the thing, the the thing. I've only been here about six weeks, but it's been like constant rain. But it it's not like heavy rain. It's just like a constant presence of rain. So it's not too bad because like where I was from in Texas during the rainy season, when it rained, it was like 
it would push, you know, the road off, you know, because it would just be this like tight. It would be like a monsoon of rain. And so I kind of grew up hating rain because it always made everything terrible. So it's not all supposed to come down on like uh, during two weeks. Well, I I was in Hurricane Harvey. I was in I was trapped in the city during Hurricane Harvey. So I uh, I I developed a, a, a bit of a fear of floodwaters from that. So. Yeah, when I lived in when I moved to California, they were always talking about you don't you haven't seen rain like you've seen it out here. And I'm like, I bet in I, California. I bet I yeah. In California. <laughs> like I, bet, I bet I have, Dick. I spent like nine months in San Diego and I think it rained three times, you know, like Well, they were like okay, they do have a rainy season, but and then it causes the mountains to slide over the over the highways and all that stuff. Yeah, but, uh, like mudslides are a that's a terrifying natural disaster like that's yeah you'd be riding down the interstate and there's a house sitting in the middle of the no no highway well i i anytime you go up in like the mountains i always laugh because uh it's it, it, this it's uh the hot springs national park in arkansas they have signs everywhere being like falling rocks look out like boulders fall off and i'm like why do you even have the sign i i mean it's gonna hit me like i'm not gonna dodge it i'm not gonna <laughs> You know, it's like, and it's on the walking path, so it's not like you're in a place you're not supposed to be. I don't know. But anyway, um, in Buffalo, they had last week uh, the thunder snow, if you were familiar with that, Jeff, or Eugene. Had you ever heard of that before? Yeah. Okay, so you see snow virgin here. I had never, I was unaware of that snow pattern, and it was like, uh, a snowstorm that also created lightning. <laughs> it's yeah. That's when we that's when we gather with the neighbors and we pray and we sacrifice animals <laughs> so, to uh, survive or to cause it. <laughs> well, to survive. Uh, to hope, hope that the thunder angel of death just passed over it. <laughs> it's a sign of. The I'm box. just well. Well, I don't have to deal with hurricanes anymore. I, I don't think Jeff either. I don't think you've ever had to live in a place with hurricanes, have you? Me, no, no, yeah. I don't know. They, didn't didn't Hugo go up through uh, Charleston, Dunbar? Maybe. When we yeah, usually we got hit with one. Yeah, bad. usually by the time it gets in deep inland, it's more of a shitty windstorm. But. Hurricanes. My parents, are, are, my parents are in Florida right now, and they just went through one. Oh yeah, of, that the November, uh, a very rare November Ian, hurricane. Ian of Scott, Ian of Scotland, Ian of Scotland made paid a visit. That's right, to Florida. Yep. So speaking of falling rocks, it reminded me when I was a kid. My dad told me that there, he told me a story about this Indian that got lost. His name was Falling Rocks. And um, they they searched for him. They never could find him. And that's why they put those signs up along the road. Watch for falling rocks to, to find this uh, lost Indian. He told me that as a kid. And I probably believed it for a while. I think that's a West Virginia thing because we have that same story. <laughs> Maybe it is true. And then <laughs> yeah, falling rocks is out there and everybody's like nobody and everybody thinks it's like. He's actually. We could be finding falling rocks, but we all just think it's a. It's a joke. Have you ever <laughs> seen one? Hey hmm? Jeff, have you ever seen one? I know you see the signs everywhere, but you ever seen a falling rock? Never. I've seen never rocks that have fallen, but never. Yeah. 
in the process. No, no, my, never in the process. Speak. The reason I would go up to Arkansas is my dad's best friend lived up there, and my dad's best friend was a delinquent, and all his friends up there were delinquents. And I, so my dad's friend, to, so it was like a friend of my dad's friend. That's how I was around this man as a child. His name was Red Eagle. And he dressed up in like Indian regalia, just casually, like the fat, like, you know, John Redcorn on King of the Hill. Yeah, <laughs> that was what he dressed up like. And uh, I found out years later that he was a 100 percent white man. Like oh, there was yeah? nothing Native American. He was just incredibly tanned, <laughs> leathery and smoking. And I said, how did that happen? And so he was apparently once upon a time. Before he got into drugs, uh, he was an anthropology grad student at the University of Arkansas, and there was a big effort to send the bones back to the to the reservations because they were like, you know, it was kind of wrong to like take these are like human remains, so we should take them back. And he was just part of that process of bringing those back. He met Indians, got really into drugs in the nature shit, and then became one of them, and then. <laughs> Just started deal. When I knew him, he was a drug dealer who also did time for po- for poaching bears. Uh, wow! So, but I just to this day. Oh, and in his c- career was uh, he framed pictures at the Hobby Lobby. <laughs> <laughs> but so, do you think that process just happened so gradually that even Red Eagle didn't know it happened? Like <laughs> that he just became a Native American. <laughs> Because he looked apart. I mean, I what the hell do I do? I was nine, but it's like those uh, Indians on Gunsmoke. They were all like Italian guys. Yeah, the spaghetti westerns. <laughs> they were the only. They were the only ones dark enough to look convincing. Were the uh, were like the Southern Italians down there. Yeah, and all the the sixties TV shows. They were all Jewish. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> I believe the crying Indian is actually yeah. an Italian man. Yeah. Like the famous one in the commercial. You talking about Iron Eyes Cody? Yeah. Is is that his? Oh, he had a name. (laughs) I just knew him as the crying Indian. I I don't know. Gosh, you got me me wanting to look that up. I'm going to look it up right now. Crying Indian commercial. Who is crying Indian? Who would go down the highway and just throw a whole bag of trash out the window of their car? Right at, an at an Indian's feet. <laughs> you did this. I, I forgot about that part of it. They did. They could. They didn't even have the decency to like wait another mile marker to no. throw their trash. They were like right there I mean, at his feet. I get it. If if somebody's holding a sign that says "We'll work for food," throw some trash at them. Yes, knock yourself out. <laughs> okay, I'm looking at this guy. I'm looking at this guy, and I'm covering up. I'm covering up like. The the Indian chief regalia, and I could see an Italian. I could let's see, but who is he? The ad that fooled the environmental movement. Whoa, fooled you! Ha, look at that. We tricked y'all into caring about the environment. <laughs> what is his name? Who was the Indian Iron Eyes Cody? Oh. Well, that sounds like an Indian name. No, it's not. It's Cody. That's not a Native American name. Okay. He was an American actor of Italian descent who portrayed Native Americans more than one. <laughs> Native <laughs> Americans. Let's see his. Wow. This guy's got a quite the filmography. White Feather, Gun Fever, The Great Sioux Massacre, 
Nevada Smith. He played all kinds of characters, a real diverse set of uh, Indian copy boy, Chief Yellowstone, Red Corn, Little Eagle, Indian after Firewater. That Oh, that has to be like a, a verb. I'm sorry. I thought it was a character <laughs> named Indian. Like he was like, you know, dances with wolves. Like my name was Indian after Firewater. Anyway, I'm sorry. I feel duped now. Yeah, I'm not seeing a single non-Indian role on here. Uh, my whole standing bear, medicine man, Santana. I really thought we were keeping the Native Americans happy by not littering. <laughs> now, there's a lot of guess- you know that's the, like all the terrible things that we did to the Native American, like we, the collective royal we of white people, you know, exterminated some of them, put them on camps, took away their religion and their language. And then we're like, oh, that's what it is. We're throwing too much trash on the road. That's why they're crying. (laughs) That's what made them sad. Oh, boy, how could I do this to them as I shove them on a reservation? I mean, I really thought I was doing some good. (laughs) But I'm throwing a bag of trash going down the highway. Well, at the window of your car. I would. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't have to rethink this thing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you think I could hit that Indian with my bag of trash? I'm going to have to throw some <laughs> half-eaten hot dogs out the window from now on. There you go, pal. It's your land. <laughs> what is it? They used to call them on uh, Deadwood Dirt Worshippers. Oh, my God. Oh man! Oh my God! Here, here you go, pal. Worship this. <laughs> I I had kind of hoped that when they changed the Washington Redskins name, which was a thing that needed to happen, you know, it was like that's an it was an antiquated name. It's like you know, but I was part of me kind of was like he needs to go. Oh, you want me to change it? Huh? Okay. Well, and then change it to something even more offensive. Yeah, like the drunken savages or. <laughs> no, I'd go with that. The mindless savages. Just think about the merch. Way, That'd be awesome. And I am a uh, Washington fan, so. Uh, oh, you are really. So, what did yeah. you think about that as a fan? Because, like, I'm not a fan of them, so I'm just kind of like, you know, what do I give a shit? But it does seem a little just antiquated. As I've always said, the free market will decide, and the and it did, and, it, and FedEx kind of made that decision yeah. for them. So <laughs> they decided, and so now I've embraced the Commanders. I mean, so I've got called? the flag. I've got yeah, the, the new hat, name. They're called the Commanders. Them. Yeah, the Commanders. The Commanders was like, I get it because it's the capital with the Commander in Chief. The the Cleveland Indians becoming the Cleveland Guardians was such a missed opportunity because they could have been the Cleveland Spiders again. Yeah, and that, that would have been, been awesome because no, because then you're just you got to think merch. Like you, you would have people buying Cleveland Spiders shit oh, hell yeah. that, that didn't even have anything to, to care about just because you could make some wicked ass spiders, like a spider pitching four balls at the same time, like all kinds of shit. That'd be great. Yeah. Well, that would have been funny. awesome. There's so many people out there that love arachnids. Yeah. So it been, and then they're like the guardians. It's like, that's so lame. I'm sorry. That just, it's lame. That's just cause it sounds like the Indians has the but last guardian, letters. But, <laughs> is that it? Is that it? <laughs> Guardians, Indians. But Guardian also doesn't invoke like victory. Like to me, it's like I'm the Guardian. Like that's defensive. Like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to go for it. I'm just going to make sure everything's good. Everything's like it's. It's like you need to be like predator. You know, the animals, the Redskins. You know, show them that you're. 
I do know people that are Redskins fans, and and they just you know they just like oh it's just a horrible name, it's a horrible name, and I'm get hassled by folks going, I can't believe you bought into it already. It's like look man, there's nothing I can do. I, <laughs> it's like as soon as I came out of the birth canal, I was handed a hat, and a t-shirt. And that's how that, I felt with the Astros. <laughs> That's how I felt with the Astros with the trash can scandal. I was like, my my dad was a fan of them when they were the Colt 45s. You know, like, I, I'm not going to just change my loyalty because of one bad, you know, period of the team's history. Why didn't they change their name to the Malt Liquor Bulls? <laughs> I do think Colt 45 is fucking awesome. I think it is a, it is a fucking sweet name. Two problems with it. It would have it wouldn't have lasted anyway because you know they got rid of bullets they got rid of the other names and stuff but also it is kind of a copyright infringement right like you don't yeah. own the term coal forty five coal manufacturing does but other than that I'm like because there was even a period of time where you couldn't get Colt forty fives um like uh, the Astros didn't sell it anymore because uh, really? they didn't want or you could get it but it didn't have guns on it. It would say like the Colt 45s, but it didn't have like the pistol with the smoke on it. And then enough people bitch that now you can. But that thing, I I tried to buy one at the a game this summer. It's like $65 for a hat, you know. Is the Colt 45s a direct – are the Astros a direct de- descendant of the Colt 45s? They are the Colt 45s. The first, three, the first three years of the Astros season, they were the Colt 45s. Huh. Okay. And it's actually the other way around. The Astros got their name from the Astrodome. Right. Then uh, I was thinking, I was thinking I'd always thought it was Seattle. the other way around. Okay. Well, I got a question for Jeff. Jeff. Sure. Yeah. How are you doing without baseball? I'm struggling. Oh, shit. I'm, dude, it's only been like two weeks. This is the this is the part where you shouldn't even be struggling yet. <laughs> no, I'm struggling. I, I read See, all this stuff. Everything. There's a bunch of clickbait out there about I, – I, I'm free agency. Yeah, just uh, – and I, every time I get one of these notifications on my phone, I think it's like some real news, and it's just like uh, – who's Someone's got a hang me, though. Yeah. So I'm, I'm desperate and I'm uh, for any kind of news in the offseason, but the Reds aren't going to do anything. They, you, don't think the Red, you don't think the Reds are going to lay a dare, Judge? You don't think they're going to be the <laughs> maybe, ones? Maybe Judge Ito. Are, no, are the no. Reds one of those teams where Judge gets paid more than the entire roster? Are they I one of those so. teams right now? Yeah. Yeah. No, they're Let's not. They're, they got. They have a stacked uh, farm system, so they're just going to run run their youngsters out there and see what happens. Well, yeah, but they have Votto. I mean, they're still paying him a bunch of money. They got one more year of him. So, but so it's going to be Joey Votto, who's like forty, you know, something like that, and a whole bunch of kids. So, speaking of baseball, you know, the town where I'm from, Charleston, West Virginia, they have a baseball team called the Charleston Dirty Birds. I did not know that. And that is awesome. <laughs> They're an independent league. Oh, okay. So it's not even like a. Yeah. The Charleston Dirty Birds. What is the mascot? Like the low, like, hold on. Let me look it up. I want to see. <laughs> I'm imagining like a Charles. I'm imagining like a. Like a seagull smoking a cigarette. Didn't they have a Sally League team there for a while? Oh, Dirty Birds, oh, like a minor. Okay. Dusty the Dirty Bird. When uh, I was a, when I was a kid, they had the Charleston Charlies. They were a triple A farm team of the Pirates for all those years. 
that's where I met all those baseball players, those retired guys like Mickey Mantle and all those guys. Almost every one of them were rude. Yeah, Mickey Mantle was an asshole, though, outside of just how he treated fans. I think he was an asshole to everybody. He Yeah, he was drunk all the time. Well, didn't was it Ty Cobb the one who beat up a guy without a hand or something like that? <laughs> no, no, not Ty Cobb. Uh, yeah, Ty Cobb, Ty Cobb, because not Cy Young. Cy Young is the pitcher. Uh, Ty Cobb was like, yeah, it was a guy who had lost his like fingers in an industrial accident, and he was talking. <laughs> and he came and like started beating him up in the audience, and everyone was like, <laughs> like, hey, you're hitting on a guy who can't do anything about it. And he's like, well, I'm Ty Cobb, you know. He was a very passionate man. Yeah, that was what they used to call it. That's what they used to call it back then. Competitive edge and passion. That's right. That's right. We desperately need. Struggle with no baseball. See, I don't know how you do it because I follow the NBA, so it kind of seamless for me. Just kind of you get a little bit of that all-star break in baseball. but So you're just – you don't have anything to watch until I'm 100% baseball. Yeah. Yeah. You're one of those spring training guys. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I have a I have an app on my phone that tells me how many days till spring training starts. I saw the thing where people were gambling on spring training games, and that's where I was like, "You have a problem." That's where it's yeah. like, "This is too much," you know. Yeah. Let's see, my main sport uh, it didn't start up again until what February. So uh, yeah, NASCAR. three months off. Yeah, I'm I'm a huge NASCAR. What what sport is? Oh, NASCAR. I guess I didn't think about that. Did they have an off season? Yeah, it's about three months, and uh, they ended a little bit sooner this year. So it's it's kind of like usually you have like the last. Everybody race. was super fast. Everybody just was super fast this year. <laughs> yeah, they just got it over with. But um, <laughs> it's just you got, you know, we don't even have to run the last race, guys. Everybody, you guys did so good. <laughs> But, you ever uh, go to a po- you ever go to the Pocono race up here? I have never been. Uh, yeah. Never been. It's it's always been a dream of mine. I've told the wife. I said, "Look, we win the huge lottery. We're getting the luxury RV. We're hitting every track. We're going to every damn race of the season." And uh, you know, she's thankful that we've not hit the lottery. And, <laughs> but I, I would like to hit every track. Yeah, I, I drove by the Talladega Nights one on i was just driving through alabama or georgia what state was i in i was driving through the south and i drove by it and i gotta say i never laid eyes on well that's a big motherfucker like those tracks are huge like i guess i thought it was when you think of a circular track you think of like woodford around like a football field well you know if you're thinking talladega that's a full mile yeah yeah it was Oh, that's a two and a half mile. Yeah, like that explains. Yeah, that thing was two point six actually. If I may get technical as a fan, wow. (laughs) No, I don't. I don't follow racing, but I could definitely. uh, I have an appreciation for the ability to to maintain control of that thing going what two hundred miles an hour around those turns. That's well, that's the funny thing. You hear people say something like, "What happened in there?" It's like, "Well, you know, I got hit in the rear end and slid me sideways, and then I lost control." (laughs) (laughs) And he was, uh, (laughs) it's like, yeah, I had a handle on it and everything, and then then I lost control. Yeah, it was just that it all went really haywire. I remember when Jeff Earnhardt died. uh, That, or I'm sorry, Jeff Earnhardt. Oh my God, Uh, Dale Earnhardt died. I remember just being like, I was a, I think about ten when that happened. 
And I, I guess it didn't comprehend to me that a competitor could die in the event you were watching, you know, like. Anytime. But anyway, anytime. I, I guess anytime. anytime. Can go. I'm surprised it hasn't happened in Major League Baseball with as hard as those dudes get those balls coming off, you know, with as how many times that the pitchers or the infield men catch those real fast line drives. You'd yeah. think just statistically one of them would slip through and get them right in the temple, you know, right in the forehead or the temple yeah. or somewhere yeah. and just lights out, you know, it's true. Yeah. But well, there's like NASCAR, there's, there's no way to uh, monetize it with a sponsor. Oh, they absolutely can. Oh, you mean somebody getting hit with the ball being killed? Oh, <laughs> I they do that, you know, when you watch baseball where they're just like the first time there's a stolen base, they're like, you know, that was, you know, painters are a stolen base of the game. You know, it's like it's all sponsored, but it's like, yeah, that was the drive of the game, you know, the, the intentional bean. Of, if I owned a bean company, I would sponsor for every baseball team that if anytime somebody intentionally got drilled. It would show my bean company and say that was our bean, you know, that yeah. that intentional hit was brought to you in part by Zip's bean company, you know. <laughs> I don't think they would allow that at all. The Bush's bean brainer of the day. That's funny. Hey, Another man. thing with my stepdad was we went to we were uh we were at a uh, I think it was the same favorite reunion as the cracker barrel thing. He was on a, he was on one that whole trip. He thought we were all going to be super excited to go to like the major Bush's Beans factory in the middle of Tennessee. And exactly nobody wanted to go with him. And he was like mad about it because we were kind of dismissive. We were like, why would if I had to pick between hanging out at the lake and going to the bean factory? And so he went and he bought everything you could buy in the souvenir place. He had a shirt, a hat all kinds of shit and he was like i loved it it was great you guys missed out it was like he's like we had a blast at the bead factory and i was like you are a petty man you know he's like, the gas out. was free <laughs> exactly he's, <laughs> he's like you think out, they do out. at the end like at the beer you know do you get like a free beer or two at the end of the you get like a three bean salad for free <laughs> You get like a big old docky sack full of beans. <laughs> he comes in waving a bean pennant <laughs> that he bought from the merch table. I I wish. Uh, I think my sister has it because my mom had a bunch of the bean <laughs> crap still. <laughs> anyway, we are uh, I'm starting to get long on this one. So, Jeff, do we have any messages? Yeah, how are we going to play them? How are we going to play them? Well, I think you should just introduce the Ian one because it was just uh, him wishing you. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, let's just put it right here. Hey, Jeff, it's Ian in Scotland. Happy 300th. Um, yeah, thanks for doing all this. Um, these shows, Jeff. Um, you're, you're a real tonic, um, bringing laughter into my life. And uh, here's to 300 more. Okay, thanks very much, man. Bye. Thanks, Ian. I just, appreciate that. Um, Call back anytime. This next one is also is uh, from uh, Patrick, right? Yes. Hey, Jeff. This is Patrick. Uh, congrats, first off, congratulations on on three hundred episodes. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, look forward to maybe three hundred more. So, congratulations on that. Uh, I heard you talking about wussy at that sleep, uh, not sleep deprivation, but the sensory deprivation 
place where you go and you sit in the tank and uh, just for the hell of it, I check it out. And we got one here in town, and I thought it might be kind of neat. Uh, so I'm well, at some point when I get a minute, I'm going to go do it and check it out. If you would like, I'll uh, I'll check back with a report. Kind of kind of like a neat thing to do. Uh, but I got a question. Have you? I know you're a music uh, music fan, uh, music buff. Have you ever tried to play a musical instrument? Or maybe tried to play the guitar or anything. Uh, I've been reading the surf report for a long time, and you never say anything about it. So I guess it's a big fat no. Um, I I tried to play guitar. I took some lessons, but man, I could play like you know, Paranoid or Smells Like Teen Spirit, but I never could get my fat fingers to 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 move fast enough. So anyway, uh, like I said, congratulations on 300 episodes. Look forward to 300 more. Keep it up. When I went to I went to see a band recently. It was in one of those uh, spas where they have sensory deprivation tanks. Believe it or not, there's they sold forty tickets to this thing, and it was in a spa in Philadelphia. And the woman came out and gave a little talk about her business, and it sounded pretty intriguing. You know, that's where he's talking about. That's where he, that's why he mentioned that in in the call. But uh, so it's you get in water that's loaded with Epsom salts. So you don't sink. You float in there. You're in the complete dark in the complete quiet. And, um, the water is the exact same temperature as your uh, body. And it feels like you're floating in space and you're in there for 90 minutes. And it's supposed to to clear your head. And it costs like 80 bucks a float. That's not too bad. Oh, I would try that out. Sure. I might go insane. You may have to like <laughs> let me out of it. Yeah. I may, you know, I I just feel like it'd be one of those like lion witch in the wardrobe things where it's like I'm gonna fall and do a different. I'm gonna come out a different place, you know, different portal, a different different world. <laughs> Ninety minutes. Ninety minutes. I think I just fall asleep. Like that. That would be my concern. Was after about five minutes of total silence yeah. and dark. I fall asleep when that happens to me. So she did like a 10 minute spiel on it. She said, she said your brain like basically reboots because there's no, there's no stimulus at all. Stimuli, I guess. Huh. And, um, and your brain, it, and you come out of it fully refreshed. I feel like, I feel like if you were on the outside of it, it would just, you would just hear a muffled me screaming the, Oscar Mayer Wiener song to kill time. <laughs> or you'd be in there going meow, 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 meow. Yeah, meow, like meow. no, I, I feel like it would be an earthquake. You know, my pod's gonna fall into the, you know, <laughs> into the basement, and I'll be down there for thirty years. They're gonna find my salted corpse, preserved salted body in there. <laughs> well, see, I don't know if you remember that film, Altered States. I think that was the kind of reaction I'd have if I was in there for ninety minutes. Like you know, all the little flashbacks and everything. I don't know if you ever seen the film. No, no. Gosh, sorry, we killed the movie. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, for eighty dollars, you can get your hands on some pretty good drugs for eighty dollars if you're looking to, <laughs> you know, have your mind blown. Right. You know, yeah. If you need to get that shit rebooted, you know, I can get you in touch <laughs> with a guy. Well, I did for uh, we uh, in our queue. We had a guy on who maybe uh, Red Eagle got some. Uh, yeah, man, some I, <laughs> no, I had a guy on in our queue who I I uh, 
he was a Houston podcaster and I'd met him at some thing, but he had gone down to like Peru to actually go with the tribe to do that ayahuasca stuff, which is like oh, yeah. DMT mixed with uh, peyote or something. It's, it's fucking cr- like he had to. He said that he when he went to it, he thought it was going to be like, you know, in a mud hut, like in. But he said it was like, uh, like a medical facility, and they had like an actual doctor screen him before it and stuff. And I said, well, was it worth it? And he said. It's the kind of drug that like when movies make you think that you're going to like a different place and walking around, that's what he felt like. He felt like he had been transported physically into a place that he could like actually touch and interact with stuff. And I was like, that's maybe a too maybe a bit too much. That's not for me. No, that's not for you at all, Jeff. You know, I don't think Miller High Life is good enough. I don't even think you would enjoy being on weed, Jeff. No. You'd be no Jeff. You'd Too be out there worried the day of cops were gonna arrest you or something. You'd be exactly. worried you weren't gonna be home in time for curfew be, with your parents. Yeah. <laughs> crying. <laughs> but Jeff, you'd get to... a new respect for Pink Floyd. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> yeah. That's true. I know you hate them, but you know. <laughs> oh, really? You don't like Pink here, Floyd? Good. No. What, what do you? No, I'm not a. I don't. I'm not like, I wouldn't say that I'm a Pink Floyd fan, but I don't dislike them. What do you not like about them, Jeff? Yeah. Too much peace. Uh, Pretentious. 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 Yeah. You see, but that's one of those things where I, I, I wonder, is it, it's kind of like with the tool where it's like, are they pretentious or are the fans of them pretentious? You know, because sort of like the the tool, some of the stuff you hear the the fans of tool say, you're kind of like, all right, this is, I don't think they mean for any of this. Yeah, the, like Leonard Skinner too. Like Leonard Skinner was a good band, but you don't want to be associated with their fans. Bummer about that plane crash, you know. Jeff, have, did I send you that thing? You might have. You may have known it, but with uh, it was John Lennon and Chuck Berry on TV together, and Yoko Ono. And Yoko Ono does it. She starts doing that whale, like some kind of. Screech. Yes, yeah, yeah. And Chuck Berry looks around like, and, and if you look, you could tell it. I think he thinks that there's a technical problem. I think that's what he thinks. Like, oh shit, like something, like something went wrong with the speaker. And then he's like, the fuck is this shit? His eyes are bugged out. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, uh, I used to be in a, a mixed group tape swapper thing, and a buddy of mine made a mixtape, and on the end of it, he put. Uh, her wailing around with John Lennon, and they were jamming with Frank Zappa, and he put oh that on God. the end of the tape just to take up the uh, the the rest of the space. And as he was doing it, he stepped outside, and below him were some Japanese college students, and they were just laughing their asses. <laughs> I, I thought that was just hysterical. It's like, yeah, they they knew exactly who that woman was wailing about. <laughs> I just think about how intolerable she had to have been. We, I think that's every, especially men, we've all had to deal with your friend having some girlfriend or wife that's annoying, or your cousin marries someone that's annoying. I get it, but she just seemed so unbearable. She must have been hell in the sack. That's all I got to yeah. say. That's it. It must have been some good. Yeah. Well, I don't want to say that, but <laughs> get Jeff K. Get Jeff K. Canceled here. <laughs> and he always had her. With, he always had her with 
with him. Like every time they had a session, she was. That's what I'm saying. That would had to be like for for somebody like Paul McCarthy, he had to want to pull his fucking hair out dealing with that. That had to be absolutely (laughs) terrible. She's always sitting in the background with no expression on her face. Terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, and her music sucks. That's the other thing that's important about it. If you're going to be that intolerable, you got to have some good jams. (laughs) He also, Patrick also asked us if we ever played a musical instrument, tried to play musical instruments. Eugene, have you ever played a musical instrument? Yeah, I thought you, I I don't know if you ever saw the band I was in. Oh, uh, Tipper Gore, is that what it was? Uh, the, no. the, the what Tipper Gore? I, I worked with them. Tipper Gore. I I had already kind of retired from uh, the business from that. Um, uh, but <laughs> I, I played in various bands. Kraken was one of them with three Ks. Ooh. We didn't put much thought into that name oh, there. That was bad. Uh, that was in hindsight, you know, it's yeah. like cracking your knuckles. But instead of seeing, that's not how that was. Oh, and three of them. That's the, but yeah, I, I, I play, uh, I dabble in the guitar. I play the bass, uh, but that's, that's about it. Really. I'm trying to think of some fake Kraken songs that you, <laughs> <laughs> like the, the white man marches on. It's like, everybody thought we were racist. You know, it's just, <laughs> all, all I can say is that the first time out, we won a battle of the bands and we had a week to prepare for it. And because our drummer got us into it and forced us all into it, like, you know, because you got a bunch of people that like, okay, this this band is a reason to drink. So uh, then you have a drummer who's serious and has actually gone out and become semi-famous. And um, so he gets us all together and he's like, you know, uh, we can do this. We can do this. And so we did it. So did you, when you uh, always introduced yourself, you go, we're, we're cracking with three K's, but we're not like the, we're not like <laughs> that other, we're not like those people. <laughs> But the the thing was, you know, it's like that's the one championship I can say. Like, oh yeah, I've won a championship somehow, some way. Yeah, I got five hours studio time that we never cashed in. Oh, no. No, <laughs> because the band disintegrated after that. Oh, the the I now you're making me want to make a documentary covered Kraken with three Ks, <laughs> the rise and fall of Kraken. And then I, I tried to get Jeff K to to get into a band with uh, his idea, Lint Donkey. Wait, Jeff, what instruments do you play? <laughs> I don't play any. Oh, play you don't the, play any? Okay. I play the radio. <laughs> well, he was going to be the singer in Lint Donkey. Lint do you remember that name? Donkey. <laughs> oh, yeah. What is a Lint Donkey? That was the name of my band. Yeah, but what is a lint donkey like? Well, it's open to interpretation. Each person oh. has their own view. I like it. Is it like, lint like 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 drier lint or like Catholic yeah. lint? Like yeah, they were very flammable. Lint. Could have been very flammable. Yeah. <laughs> I never played a single instrument ever. Uh, never even tried. Uh, I part of it is my mother was not going to come home from a long day of work and listen to a child poorly play an instrument. So I suspect that heavily that had uh, something to do with it. I guess the recorder in like fourth grade, I I remember that. That's why I had the theory, because I remember I had to play the recorder behind the garage because my mom was like, I'm just not listening <laughs> to it. You only had to go out in the yard to do it? Yep, I had to yep. go. And that, that's that's now that I'm saying this all out loud, that's probably because I associated playing an instrument with everybody 
not wanting to be around me and having to sit out behind the with the doghouse and the behind the garage. <laughs> now that yeah, no, but no, never played any instruments, never sang or anything. No, my oldest boy's real good. He's a real good guitarist. He plays really well, but I don't have that talent. You have to do two uh, things at the same time with both. Oh hands. god! Well, that and pay in the patience, the persistence yeah, to yeah. do music. I can't do that. I saved a saxophone player's life. I think that counts as <laughs> my contribution to music. That's right to the musical. <laughs> oh, world. that would be. Yeah, you can you can put yourself in the wind section for that. <laughs> but yes, it was. You were asking earlier if I put did mouth to mouth. I did not because they don't. They teach you if you're listening to this and you didn't know you're not supposed to do mouth to mouth anymore for uh, CPR, just chest compressions, uh, which is great because this guy. Not to be a little graphic, his face had turned like blue and purple, and he was foaming and like throwing up at the mouth, uh, and his eyes were rolled back and bugging. And I was like, I think you might just be taking this L, my friend. I, I don't know if I could touch your lips with my lips right now. Like, if I had to do it, I maybe, but I mean, it was like, it, it, even in even in the crisis of the moment, I was thinking, I don't want to touch that man's lips. Like, <laughs> the Lord. Yes. And he was out there the next day. You know, a week later. That was what is oh, today? Monday. This was a week from yesterday. So eight days later, he's back out there playing the saxophone in the parking lot at Taco Bell. Yeah, once you had a taste of that showbiz bug, you just gotta get back out there. <laughs> the show was, I was everyone was watching me while I was rolling around on the ground. I was a star for the first time in my life. So he's like <laughs> I had a crowd, damn it. <laughs> Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> that's so sad. I'm so so sad. I well, anyway. Yeah. Congratulations on 300 episodes, Jeff. I wanted Appreciate to say that. that I'm happy I've been uh, able to go along for the ride. It's great that we just happened to meet on Fiverr. Yeah, it's been great. Cross paths on Fiverr. And uh, and Eugene, thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. Thank you. So, when does the roast begin? And then what we're I, I I had kind of thought about that, but I Jeff K or uh, Jeff sorry I always say Jeff K for some reason, like both like he's it's a yeah. but he, I think Jeff's got enough anxiety whatever he has to deal with a guest I didn't want to throw that at him too by also making himself cautious <laughs> about things yeah, so I don't know if I can handle that <laughs> and before we could we do leave, an intervention we could say you know and before we leave I, I gotta I gotta say my favorite Jeff K story. <laughs> We we were going to this guy's house, Cam. He lived on a place in Greensboro, uh, on Bryce Street, Bryce Street in Greensboro. He lived in a house with like, I don't know, 12 other college students. Yeah. And, and so apparently he's down to like two other roommates in the house. So he was going to have us over one Sunday evening because we would close down at seven o'clock. So we all get there, and everybody's got their beer in their hand, and everybody's hanging out, chilling and everything. But Jeff K., you know, he's there, and all of a sudden, he just leaves. Yeah. And everybody's like, what the hell? Where, where did Jeff go? And then Cam comes walking out, and he's like, is Jeff okay? What's going on? Is You know, and Cam's getting everybody all worked up, and then we're all worked up, like, who the hell pissed <laughs> Jeff K. off? What happened here? And then it's like Jeff took a lap around the block and showed back up, and was, everybody was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> where did we go? That at all, Jeff? I do sort of. I don't know what was going on. I think I where'd had you go? Too many. 
around the you block. You were just drunk. You just did some drunk swaggering. I just went around the block and came. I gotta back. go out for my. Uh, I gotta go out for my evening <laughs> swagger. It's like he was there and fine and enjoying the evening, and then all of a sudden he just turned around, and walked off, walked down the little sidewalk, got to his Chevy Love truck, and drove off. That's right. That's right. At least, he, at least he didn't walk out into the woods. Like at least he didn't just go out into the forest and just never come back. <laughs> I have a. I, I sort of remember that. That was a rough night. <laughs> I just thought it was hysterical. It was like, man, it's it's like it's like you you knew how to work the crowd. But you got them all interested. Like, where the hell is Jeff K? What happened to Jeff K? Jeff K. Jeff K. Everybody's Jeff K. And then all of a sudden, you're rolling up. And you get back out like everything's fine. That shit was hilarious. I was just I was pulled over. We had a lot of fun. That was a great job. Peaches records, yeah, yeah. good times. I think of it fondly. How many? How many years do you work there? I worked there six years. Yeah, man. Yeah. Record That's stores, record stores aren't even a. They're not even a thing anymore. Oh, they are. But there's uh, like, like vinyl ones. Yeah, really. Yeah, and, and so more for the vinyl collector because I remember yeah, this was. This was a couple of years ago. I went in to get a CD for somebody for a Secret Santa or something, and I went to Best Buy, and I was blown away that they had done away with uh, even organizing it by genre. Yeah. It was all the CDs in a row, A to Z, mixed That's together, it. and it was like, you know, remember Best Buy? Like, I remember it used to – that was a huge section, you know? I and I, I mean, it makes sense, but now you go, they don't even have it. They just – there's, I guess, such a little market for CDs. Yeah, yeah, well, vinyl's the thing. I don't really get it, but you know, I, 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 I listened to a couple friends who have them, and I mean, about maybe it's because I'm drunk or high, but like, uh, it does, you know, it does sound nice. But I'm also not an audiophile, you know. I, I don't think I could yeah. tell the difference enough on a technical level. But people seem to enjoy collecting them. They're very expensive. Very uh, expensive, and I grew up with them, so it's not a not it's not something I've never experienced before, you know. Yeah, I mean, I've got eight thousand of them laying around, but I never play them. No. They're just they're just kind of like in storage. That's it. And and thank you again for having me on. I I didn't know what to expect with this, and I'm sorry for the delay. I didn't again. either. This is oh. the first time he's ever had more than one guest on, so yeah. this is it's gone well, I think. But anyway, I am getting kicked out of the office here at, at, at the right. bottom of the hour, so we got to start wrapping this up. But I do appreciate you uh, letting us be odd for three hundred. Here's the three hundred more. Hey, Jeff, thank you so much for for having me. And and as you know, uh, I've kind of us being bloggers, I kind of took the idea. You know, the traffic was going down, and said, so, you know, I ought to do the I ought to do the uh, podcast thing. And then I found your podcast, and then. Thank you for just letting me completely rip off your idea and, and, <laughs> and take your blueprint and and doing something with it. So I appreciate it. It's fun. It's a nice creative outlet. I, I'm sure you probably feel the same way, both of you guys, with your podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, again, thank you, um, uh, especially for the laughs and everything. And so 300, man, that's uh, that's quite a deal. So yeah. thank you for having me on it. That's a deal. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Everybody listen to the Wheeler's Dog podcast. It's really good. Thank you. And a few more episodes of. uh, Oh, yeah. So you want to listen. Yeah. You want to listen to No Redeeming Qualities. Uh, 
Content still comes out on Wednesday mornings. You can find it at nrqpodcast.com. In a nutshell, uh, the show is – I'm actually going to stop my own show, but keep doing West, the West Virginia Surf Report. Uh, for We're just ready to focus on other stuff. And uh, But what we're doing is we've only got like six episodes left till we hit 250. We're doing a whole bunch of side stuff to have everybody who's been on the show come back. Oh. I just got an update that I got another Bluetooth connected here. So anyway, just saying that we're 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 going to be ended sometime next spring, but we're doing kind of like a grand finale, and we're having all the people that we've had on the show on, and, um, and we yeah we're just kind of ready to move on. I'm going to focus on my writing and my uh, voice work, and uh, but I'm still doing the doing the West Virginia Surf Report. So excellent, yeah, right. always be doing that. <laughs> all right, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Hello, world. All right. Once again, I want to thank you guys. Thanks for Eugene. Thanks to Eugene, I should say. If you want to um, listen to his podcast, I, I I think you should. I mean, I think I would I recommend I would recommend it. Wheeler's Dog is the name of his podcast. It's available everywhere. I will link to it in the show notes, of course. And producer Zip, co-host of the no redeeming qualities podcast also great both those shows are really funny genuinely funny i'm not even kidding i'm not i'm not you know i'm not just saying that to be nice both those both those shows are awesome so i'll I'll link to both of them in the show notes so check them out check them out thank you guys for coming on hey i I thought it was fun i mean i don't know like i say it's outside my comfort zone it's not really i don't know i feel like i don't do well i don't really do all that well in the in that kind of setting but it feels like i might be getting better we'll see we'll, we'll see <laughs> sometimes i do those kinds of things and afterwards i'm like oh god why did i agree to do that why what did i do why do i do things like this but i don't feel that way this time i feel like it went pretty well so um anyway and there's so much material maybe we'll like like zip said we'll just do cobble together some of the some of the you know the extra you know the stuff that's uh didn't make it in this episode and do the patreon episode so we'll see we'll see how it goes um speaking of patreon if you want to hear those special bonus episodes for patrons only you can do it you can do it by going to patreon.com it's patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash jeff k sign up for a four dollar or more monthly donation and you'll get an extra episode every week so if you want to double down on the surf report and just get two episodes a week instead of a measly one, it's easy to do. Patreon.com slash Jeff K. Head on over there right now. And surfreportpod.com is the website where we have all kinds of, you know, bonus material. Well, it's like photographs and, uh, you know, support materials. It's a, it's a value-added service. So, you know, links to stuff and pictures that go along with whatever I talked about and you know, that kind of stuff. So you can you can you can check that out too. Surfreportpod.com. I think I think that's pretty good. I think it's a pretty good website. In fact I've had some trouble with my websites. <laughs> Next time I get into my comfort zone and I and I want to start bitching. I got some bitches about that. You know, my websites are uh, four four of my websites were down for thirty six hours. Uh, including Surf Report Pod. Irritating. Oh, uh, don't get me started. Also, the $5 
scratch-off project never again. I mean, I, that thing's behind. I need to get it updated. I'll update it tonight. I mean, I know. I haven't written down in my notebook what I did, but I haven't put it in the website. It's not going well, and I would not recommend that at all. That's, that's a sucker's bet, that scratch-off bullshit. You know? No way. They can take that and pack it deep. Deep it on a slant. No way. So after the 52 weeks are up, I'm never buying another one as long as I live. Unless I win $20,000 between now and the end. And then I'll be like, this is the greatest thing ever. I don't know why anybody, I don't know why everybody's not doing scratch-offs like all the time. <laughs> you know, but as, as I sit here today, bullshit, crap, sucker's bet, no way. All right. We're at the end of this thing. Um, now we start our second 300 excited to start and we'll see i don't know what the next one the patreon episode's coming up we'll see maybe it'll be some uh, some of the stuff that was cut out of this one because there's a lot of good stuff in there <laughs> i thought it went really well so uh, so anyway until next time which will be over on the patreon side i hope you guys have yourselves a fine fine day i'll see you bye Did CPR on a sax man last week? A what?